How do you prepare a child for life? Parents and educators the world over are asking this question. For us, it all begins with character development, laying the foundations for children and young adults to positively navigate the greatest challenges of life. Lesson Never Stops is a podcast by films. With the aim of exploring our progressive character-driven approach to nurturing young people. With a mix of guests sharing inspirational reflections on the power of character. Lesson Never Stops opens the doors to your children's futures. Hi, I'm Stephen Clark, head teacher at Finborough School, and it's really great to have Wendy Miller with us here today, a lifelong martial artist with, well, an incredible backstory. And I wonder, Wendy, if you'd like to sort of share some of that with me. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. What a beautiful school you have. And, thank you. Uh, I really like it, and I love the ethic as well. And, uh, and I think we, we expressed when we met, we have quite shared values, attitudes and beliefs and, uh, you know, and outlook. I started martial arts in judo at the age of 10 years old in Kenya. I was fortunate enough to be brought up abroad. Uh, I lived in Kenya, Malawi, the West Indies, Papua New Guinea. My mother's Australian, Mm -hmm. so I moved around quite a bit, and that gave me quite an experience in life, and it gives you an interesting viewpoint, because wherever you go, you're looking at it from maybe from not the perspective of people who have been there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I continued. I always liked the martial arts. I had some quite personal reasons to be involved. One is, you know, as, uh, you know, whilst I had many great things in my upbringing, unfortunately my father was an alcoholic and a drunk and quite violent. And, you know, a, a lot of my martial arts bringing initially was, you know, I could protect myself, protect my mother, protect my family, you know, that sort of thing's quite emotional, yeah. still today. But then I found more within it, you know, I found yeah. more within it. There's a there's an amazing amount you can get from it culturally. I then went on, you know, historically, I went on to do karate a lot in the 90s. I won some medals and some trophies and, you know, a few titles. I did kickboxing. I then trained in kung fu as well wow. and a screamer stick fighting, more yeah. judo. And then in the late 90s, I was lent some videos by a good friend of mine who's a, another high degree, a seventh degree black belt guy called Tim Murcott, who lent me these videotapes and they showed the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And this was the thing which settled the pub argument of which was the best martial art. And they put men in with, you know, no time limits, very few rules, and put them in a little octagon arena and said, off you go. And a small man, a man who's about five foot eleven called Royce Gracie, defeated everyone. And it didn't matter what style you came from, and this style was called Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, or later known as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. When I saw this, I thought, I've got to do this. Found a club in London, and at that time there were only 10 black belts in the UK, depending on who was here. Started going down there and training there, and then was asked to start a club up here in Bury St Edmunds, and I did. And I used to drive down there, train for two hours, bring the instructor back up to Bury, drive back down there, drop him back in London, come back to Bury St Edmunds again. And then another guy came into my club who was a professional mixed martial artist and you know he said let's start a MMA club together. So in about 2004 we established Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and mixed martial arts in, in Suffolk. I've been fortunate enough to produce champions, you know, British, English, Scottish, Welsh and European champions in four different martial arts. Wow. So I've had some great students. But you, you so, so from a, you know, from a very emotional beginning, yes. you've taken such a wealth of opportunities. So you, you, you've just been open to trying different things. And was that just driven by curiosity or, or just, just wanting to keep getting better? I've got a great saying, which is 
replace fear of the unknown with curiosity. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and that's the way I view the world. And, you know, having had that multicultural upbringing, you know, I embraced it like that. And I found when I trained in lot with a lot of people that for me, their philosophical bent on how they trained really affected my interaction with them. So I've got people in karate who've been doing the same thing for 35, 40 years, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but they haven't grown. Yeah. You know, they, they haven't moved on. And the world moves on, you know, in every field, in music, in mathematics, in rocket science, whatever it may be, the world moves on and things develop. And I, I think, you know, having that open mind, an open system, which is mm -hmm. what I do in my school, is, you know, to say, well, let's welcome new things in, let's try new things. And maybe we should have a fresh look at some of the things we've done for a very long time and say, well, you know, where, where do they work and where do they link? Well, we have the mantra, better never stops, which we ashamedly yeah. stole from uh, the 2012 Olympics, Team GB. Yeah. But, but it, it's interesting you say that because so many people exist in their comfort zone. And I know that's a little bit cliched, but they, they just, you know, they perpetuate the same things all of the time. And, you know, that what we can see with children is that that can lead to a lack of resilience and a fear of trying new things. So, so when, when you have, you know, a new young person that comes along to, to try out and try these experiences, how, how do you liberate them from those shackles of, uh, of wanting to be in that comfort zone? How, how, does, how does that come about? Well, I'd say that it's not only young people. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. I, I tend to attract a lot of martial artists who've done other martial arts and, yeah. uh, you know, and people or people who are today, you know, an executive, a guy, very successful man, 42, 43 years old, hates what he does, mm. but did karate when he was young. So yeah. what we there what we then do is create an incredibly positive atmosphere. So what can we do? Yeah. What can we do? Mm. What could we do? How are we empowered? You know, how can we give you agency and to feel that you have agency over your life and to feel that you're driving your own ship and you're driving your life the way you want it to be and to make people realise that they can do this. I think the philosophy is fundamentally important. We had this conversation earlier mm. about the Greeks teaching people how to think first and to teach them, teach people philosophy first and teach them reasoning first and then to study subjects and then to come to an, an answer to a conclusion, mm. which you may agree or disagree with others about. And, you know, we live in a world now where people don't like to dis disagree. I love to have a conversation around a dinner party over food where we have a disagreement, we have a little bit of rub, and at the end of it, I can see your point of view, you can see my point of view. We may have met somewhere in the middle, and yeah. we, we may not, we may still disagree on certain things, but that's absolutely fine. But that's how development comes, isn't it? Of course you know, it is, you know, the, yeah. the biggest improvements that you get are when different minds come together and, and challenge each other yeah. and come out with something you know, maybe even better. Yeah. And through reasoned conversation and, yeah. and, and through a delight of, of seeing, I could do this. There are several problems we see, particularly with kids now. One is COVID. Two years of COVID really affected the social development of, of children. And certainly where you see kids coming in now, the rage, this age range of say five, six, seven, Mm -hmm. You're definitely seeing people who've got emotional issues and they're, they're struggling in groups, they're struggling with this. Our job is to give them confidence, you know, to tell you, yes, you can, yes, you can. And when they're doing things to say, let's fail, let's fail forwards, let's make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes because you're trying. You're going to make more mistakes than you are have, have success. So understand that. Understand losing. 
Yeah, which is really important. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you get tapped, sometimes the other person's better than you. So what you do is you don't blame them. You take personal responsibility, you take agency and go, what can I do about that? What could I do? How am I empowered to do that? How do I take responsibility? I love that soundbite there, fail forward. You know, that, that's, you know that, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And, that, and taking that agency where they are taking ownership of developing their character. You know, I, I'm yeah. a strong believer that, that actually we, we can be purposeful in developing our character and we can seek out opportunities to do it. And I think that those people who come to a martial arts setup are, are, are already open for that, aren't they, to a degree? But I guess it's unlocking it. And it gets unlocking that potential and, and the thing is it's a microcosm for life. We recently, my wife and I, and my wife's just sitting over there newly married, I'm very lucky to be married to such a lovely woman, you know. We went and had a look around uh, schools for my stepdaughter, her daughter, and it was interesting to speaking to the head teachers because I was I asked several questions and when the way they answer those questions tells me the way they think, what their basic philosophy mm-hmm. is and how that school then operates. Because if you understand the philosophy you un- and, and their thinking, you go, oh. So I went to one school and I said, oh, I noticed you've got very big gates here and electric gates and it seems very safe and secure. I said, you know, jokingly, I said, are you keeping people out, keeping people in? They went, well, that's just what we do. Yeah. I go, oh, really? That's just what you do? <laughs> so then, then I said, oh, I noticed all the toilets are open plan. You know, why are they like that? Well, that's the way it is. So there's no reasoning, there's no thinking. So right. I thought I wouldn't send I wouldn't send her to the school mm. because that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, you're you're not reasoning, you're not getting into a thing, well, okay, well what the studies have shown is this and these yeah. are the reasons we're doing this. It was very didactic. But so it, I'm it, then going, mm, well, I'm not sure I'm com- I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. with that because if that's the way you're going to teach all your students, then what's the outcome going to be? You know? well, it's so easy for people to be trapped in a trend. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of things in society and and in in government that drive education in particular routes, and it takes quite a lot of boldness to say, actually, no, we're going to do something different. And I guess you know, having having been ahead in the state sector and now ahead in the independent sector, the freedom that that provides to be able to say, actually, no, we can do this differently, is is liberating in many respects. It is, and that's what we have as an independent martial arts. Um, academy is we have that freedom to say actually no we don't want these people here if, if, if you're not into the, the philosophy that we have yeah. if you're being a victim if you want to be a victim and if you're going oh my rights my rights my rights you've got to do everything you're not taking any agency then perhaps we're not the right people for you mm-hmm. perhaps we're not the right fit because what we want is freedom mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely believe that um, you can go back to thinking and look at the 20th century as a microcosm for how humans work and also the foundation of America and the the importance of the American Constitution. I think it's an incredible document and when you look at in the in the 1880s you had Nietzsche come out and say we've killed God and there will be hell to pay and what that was to do with those people less engaging in, in religion. Now I'm not religious, I don't have have religion but I do have philosophy when I coach people I go do you have religion because it gives you a built-in philosophy or what is your philosophy and most mm. people don't know yeah and they don't know what they think so they've got no foundation well they've got no software yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so if you if you have a religion whatever religion it is it's a guiding software that says this is how you live life yeah if you have a philosophy it's a guiding software that says this is how you live life mm. if you don't have either you don't have software yeah. and this is what i see predominantly in young men who come to me they have no software and they feel lost 
And they don't feel they have agency. So, so, so in terms of the approach that you take, it, it would, would it be okay just to set you, you set out sort of like the order of the things that you hope to achieve? It could, could, could you go through those with me? Because I think that spiritual development was right at the top. Yeah, so in martial arts for me are about four things. And this is famously delivered by a guy called Yamashita, who was a, a double Olympic gold medalist to a group of martial artists in Tokyo. And he said, martial arts are about four things. It's about your spiritual and mental development. It's about your physical development and health. It's about your self-defense. And that includes, most importantly, in self-defense communication skills. And last of all, it's about competition. Competition is mm. nice. It's nice to have and it's nice to win, but not everybody wins all the time. Mm. If you, you know, you said your wife did tournament judo. You know, if you start with thirty-two people in the tournament, there's one winner. hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. And then there's thirty-one other people looking to improve. Yeah. You know, uh, I hope they're looking to improve. Uh, and, anyway. and you know what you say there is so important, and it's such an important element of character that yes, there is, there will be a winner. And a lot of people say, well, schools shouldn't do competitive sport. And I think that's just ridiculous because in actual fact, not winning is more important than winning you know, well, in many yeah. ways. You know. Well, this goes back to where, where I was with Nietzsche going, you know, we've killed, you know, we've killed God and there will be hell to pay. And there was. So what were the religions that were adopted? There were two, yeah. two main religions. There was, there was socialism, which encompassed national socialism, Nazism and communism, right? You had Mao killed, they think, around 100 million people. Stalin did about 50 million people of his own. You had the Second World War, killed 50 million people, plus you know the, the atrocities that we know, know happened within that history. Now, both those things were going, the state is king, you are not responsible, you don't really have agency, we all serve the state. Meanwhile, if you looked at communism in, in Russia, what happened? In 1880, people were incredibly poor. By 1980, they were still incredibly poor. But in America, what happened is you had very low government, very high agency, belief in the individual, freedom from the state, freedom of expression. Thus, you had an explosion in creativity. And by 1980, the Americans are living very well, mm -hmm. very wealthy, the most powerful economy in the world. And in 1992, I think it was, Boris Yeltsin went to America, walked into a Walmart and fell to his knees and cried. He said, we were told you were all starving. He said, surely this is for the rich. And they were going, no, this is for anyone, it's Walmart. Anyone can go in there. This is America, freedom. I'm a great believer in humans, in, in giving people agency and letting people become the best people they can possibly be. And, and that's really a lot, like the, the approach that, that I believe in 100%, in, you know, more than that if, if it was numerically possible, is exactly that, that if our children have the opportunity to develop their character, then the world is literally open to them, you know, and, and they have got that opportunity to take whatever experiences on offer. And, we, you know, we don't know what direction their lives are going to go in. They don't know what direction no. their lives are going to go in. And those, you know, the, the people that come along and they, they do their martial arts, you know, they're, they're effectively, they're strengthening that foundation, aren't they? They're, they're building their character, they're building their spirituality. Yeah, you fail they're, every day. Yeah. Uh, every day it's hard. Yeah. And, the, and the hardest bit of training is getting out the door and getting your bag. There's yeah. always a reason you can't train. Yeah. There's always a reason you can't do it, but there's always a reason you can't do every, anything. Yeah. yeah there's, always, there's always a reason why, oh, no, I won't do that, I won't start a business, I won't do that. But if you, if you give yourself agency, if you're that person who is consistent over time, that, yeah. you know, the number one uh, requirement for success is consistency over time. 
there's a great saying by a jiu-jitsu black belt it's not it's not who's best it's who's left Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, if you're consistent over time, if you work hard, if you put in the effort, if you know, they say practice makes perfect, but it isn't really, is it? What it is is practice makes permanent. Perfect yeah. practice makes permanent. You know what I mean? So you want to practice correctly, and then it's having the discipline, the self-discipline to do that, and then to have inspiring leadership, inspiring coaches, people who are passionate, who are authentic, who genuinely care what they, what how you do, yeah. not just how you do as an athlete, but how you do as a human being. Yeah, and that's what we do. Yeah, and that that's that's so aligned to to the approach we take at Finborough School, and it's really liberating to speak with someone that has the same philosophy. Okay, it's a different backdrop it's a different situation but yes. it, but it's you're absolutely right it's about how they grow as individuals and how they independently can approach that of course they're working within a framework you know and they're, they're learning a skill and mm. it's that measure as well that whilst you know talent which could be athletic ability or it could be mm. academic is a factor it isn't actually the key factor. It's what's driving you. you yes. know, what, what's your purpose? Why are you doing this? If you're going to be consistent, how are you going to stay consistent? You've yeah. got to have a big enough why. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a big enough driver. You've got to have a driver. You've got to understand what your drivers are. Yeah. So when, we're, when we take that young person and we've got that seed of opportunity, what is needed to ensure that they can become consistent and develop their character and become, you know, successful in whatever they want to do? As a coach, the way I look at each individual is this. I I view myself as a man who builds a key, but what I have to do is figure out who that person is, Mm. whether it's a child, whether it's an adult, whoever it is. So I build the key to that person. So I have to find out, you know, are you a visual, auditory, kinesthetic learner? You know, what are your drivers? What do you want? You know, what are the things you you fear? What are the things you like? You know, what would you really like to be? Who would you really like to be? You know, mm-hmm. would, is, is it a confidence issue for, for that person? Yeah. You know, one of the things is the belt system that we have is, you know, is a driver and your wife's a black belt. Is that thing of, you know, wanting to achieve and setting achievable goals, you know, smart goals, specific, yep. measurable, achievable, mm-hmm. relevant, and time time measurable. Yep. And those goals are different for different people. And some people want to be competitive, that's fine. For nearly everyone, you know, some people want to be coaches and that you can develop that person down a coaching path. You know, one of my students, Brad, has become a great coach. A really a good example is this. We would take a child who comes in with very low confidence and they're, they're struggling to go on the mat. I would talk to them, and when I do, I usually come down to their level, talk to them, get them on their mat. What I'll do is I'll take another child and say, come over here, can you look after this person? You know, there's a saying that it takes a village to bring up a child. And what we do is get another child to take responsibility for that child, go, right, introduce yourself, you know. Well, you go introduce yourself. What's your name? You go, oh right. And uh, the kid is trained for with me for a while. We'll come up. Go. Oh, my name's my name's John or Patrick, whatever mm-hmm. it is. What's your name? And the other one goes. Oh, my name's Ben. You go. Oh, come on, Ben. I said, he's going to look after you today. And then you'll see the group of children will get around that child and help them. Mm-hmm. And then what will happen is a few months later, another child come in the same, and I'll get that child, the one who had no confidence, go right. 
Yeah. And you go to look after that person. And you see a stage of development and people will take on responsibility and people will feel good and they will feel empowered. And then when they get their belt, you know, I've seen grown men cry when I've given them belts. Mm -hmm. You know, after after years and years and years, a friend of mine who's trained me 15 years back to get his black belt, you'll see tears. Mm. You know, a black belt presumably jiu-jitsu is hard. But, uh, and the, the fact that that person feels that they can do that. What you were just saying there is so valuable because sometimes when we're thinking about what we do in schools or in, in any situation, we're thinking about what we do to children to get their outcomes, but that's that's not it. You know, what you've just described to me is that it's the culture and the approach that yes. develops the character. So yeah. so you know we, we talk at school about our school family, the Fibra family, and yes. actually that's as critically an important element as anything else, you know? oh, totally. And, and you know the relation and the relationships between adults and children are very, very important in a school. You know, we all know that we learn best with someone that we actually like or or respect. You know, and what you've just highlighted there. When you see that, I'm guessing you know, I'm, I'm, you know it, it doesn't always work, but I'm guessing 99% of the time that child or that adult that's just joins just starts to grow. You of know? course, yeah, because yeah. because they've got their why. So they, yes. they, they've suddenly have got that connection, they understand what they're doing, what it's going towards. How do you feel? You know, you've done this for years, but when you amazing. see that, can you, can you yes, my self-actualization. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. We think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. You know, we, we go through this with them. We teach mm -hmm. them communication skills, teach them all sorts of things yeah. that add on to the martial arts and help that person grow, help them achieve the things mm -hmm. they want to do. You know, what, what are your drivers? You know, that's my driver. I do what I love. Yeah. How many people can say that? You know, like I said, a man today been speaking to me, he's going, I spent 25 years providing for my family, doing all these wonderful things. I hate where I am. Yeah. I want to do what, I want to do something else. I go, right, well, let's do that. Let's yes. do that. And, and, and for a child as well to go, right, you have agency over your life. Who do you want to be? What would you like to be? And when people go, I don't know, you go, well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now you can try lots of different things and find and go, well, not that, not that, not that. Yeah. But feel good about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're not failing, you're failing forwards. You're, you're, you're trying these different things. But, but what we come back to there is that, that ability to take those risks and to open yourself up to failure, to fail yes. forward, requires that development of character. Because yeah. it's at the centre of it, isn't it? That, you, yeah. that you're willing to open yourself up to that. And, you know, and I think that that's possible at any age. I think that you know, we, whilst obviously we're in the business of children, I think from a personal perspective and just seeing what you talked about there with the person who's like in a job that they just don't feel enthused by or positive about, that there's never a point when you have to stop that. You know, we've got a teacher at school who's, who's 83, math right. teacher. He's probably one of the most intelligent people I think I've ever met. And he's carrying on working because he is passionate about what he does. You know, and he'll, he'll turn up to all the training, he's learning like everyone else. And I think that that's truly inspiring, isn't it? You know, that's that someone's oh, still well. got the why and the consistency at that stage in their life. Yeah. See, now I would challenge all this because I think there are two things, two things that have been sold to people that you don't need. One is career and the other one is retirement. Yeah. I never intend to retire. I, and, I, and, I'm exactly and, the same. And, and people put their career ahead of their family, their personal health, their personal everything. I get loads of people in in their forties yeah. going, "I've done career, career, career." I don't actually like it. I don't actually like what I do. Mm. So, isn't it better to get those children a first 
place and find out who you are, have the challenges of martial arts, go and compete, try to compete, do I want to compete, do I not want, am I a competitive person? Perhaps yeah. you are and you don't realise it, you know what I mean? Am I a nurturing person, could I be a coach? Get one of the children out go, right, stretching routine, off you go, teach class, stand up in front of the class, you know, and you go, oh, you want me to stand up in front of the class and tell mm. everyone what to do? Yes, you can do it. And if you don't do it, if you don't make it all, you don't get it all all right, it's perfectly okay. Yeah. That's fine. You know, a, again, a bit of failure is, is good for you. Mm-hmm. Give people agency. You know, get, empower people to do well. Yeah. The biggest thing as well is play. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I learned is that kids play and adults don't play enough. Yeah. And we have very playful training. And yeah. the reason we have that is I read this book that said, oh, well, if you look at the research, when the, when the brain's in a state of play, it's far more plastic and it, it, it joins the dots quicker. So it actually grows the pathways quicker. So if you're playing, you're enjoying it. If it's very negative, you know, you think of transactional analysis, negative critical parent giving people a hard time. Everybody's so afraid of getting anything wrong or saying the wrong thing, they don't learn because they're permanently going, oh, no, I better not say anything. But you want people to say things. And then then when someone makes a point, even if it's a rubbish point, even if they've totally missed the point, if you're a great coach and you're a great instructor, you can go, that's a good idea. That's not quite where we are. But what I'll do is I'll take that, turn it to a positive and link it to something that does work so that person doesn't feel silly for asking well, the question in the first place. Well, we, we see that with our teachers. Or that. If you, to walk into a classroom, and, and we're very fortunate for them that, uh, I'd say all of our teachers, but you go into the classroom and the teachers are having fun. They're, they're enjoying the experience of being there. And of course, that then opens up the opportunity for learning but it's a message for parents as well, isn't it? You know, people can become very stuck in their busy lives and then they lose the chance to have fun with their children, to, to actually, totally. you know, taking children to an activity is not just about fulfilling their needs. It's actually about building relationship. It's about engaging in what's going on. And too often it can just become about babysitting and, yeah. and actually to engage, to enjoy and to become absorbed in what's going on. You're then without even knowing it, developing your children's character in a way that's really exciting. You can provide your children lots of opportunities, and we can at school, but unless you engage with that fully, you don't commit 100% to it, so therefore it doesn't remain consistent. So what they get is is a very spiked character development profile, whereas if you really enjoy the time that you're having with children, and they can see that, well, of course, they're constantly inspired, you know, all the way through. So that's really quite profound. You know, I think that's a big message for parents and teachers. Here's another message for parents. The number of parents we get, we bring their kids, and then they start training. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're training. They go, I'm loving this. Because I go, what do you do for you? Yeah. What do you do for you? You're a, you're a dad. You're running around here. You're doing, taking the kids to clubs. You're doing this and that. What do you do for you? Because you want to be the best you you can possibly be to be the best parent. You want to be the best you you can possibly be to be the best teacher. You want to be developing yourself, learning, doing stuff. Yeah. And then what you find is that they go, oh, I've got some mats in the garage now and I'm doing it with my little girl. We're doing jiu-jitsu together. It's great. And, uh, and we've, we've got that bond. And you're yeah. going, well, that is the spiritual development. That's what you really want. You know, yes. you, want, you want to make the world a better place by you being in it. Yeah. That's the number one thing. Yeah. I genuinely passionately believe that. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And and people come out and people are laughing, people are joking, people love it. It's a social place, my, my gym. You know, there's a coffee bar, there's internet. Parents come work on their computers, you know, whilst yeah. their kid is doing the thing. And, and then they go, oh, do you know what? I could do that. 
Because yeah. often people the don't give themselves away. permission yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, you've got to give yourself permission to succeed. I say this to kids, give yourself permission to do well. Give yeah. your permission to fail, self permission to fail, you know. And, and a, lot, a lot of adults will say, well, I just don't have the time. And the reality is, is that's just nonsense. You know, I, I, I hear that so often. I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in London last couple of weeks ago, and he has a great thing on this where he's saying, you know, yeah. there's 24 hours in a day, and we can become, we can spend, we can waste so much of that time. But, you know, you're coming along to take your children to something. If there's an opportunity to do it yourself as well, if you're going to be there, yes. you know, what, what a great thing to be able to do, you know. And then the role modeling that the children are getting then is something special. You know, that oh, goes yes. to another level, doesn't it? I, I guess, and I think it's not always the case, but, but in most cases. Well, I like to think that's what we do. Mm. You know, I, I, I genuinely, and I, and I think that if you speak to the people who come, yeah. that's what they believe we do. And, get, and that gets you a huge buy-in. Yeah. Back to your thing about ha having the time, I hear two things. I don't have the time, I don't have the money. People find the time and the money to do the things they want to do. Mm -hmm. It's just an excuse. You're giving yourself an excuse. Don't do that. Mm. You know, and if you do it, your kids will do it too. And you don't want your kids to do either yeah. of those things. You know, and and the the big thing for me again, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the thing is, people go, oh, I don't want to spend money on that. You go, right, you'll spend a lot of money on three hundred pound on a pair of trainers you don't need. You know, because they're the latest cool trainers, or you'll spend this, that, and the other. But will you spend the time on your physical health? Number one. Yeah, that's a big thing. We need to spend time and money on your physical health because as soon as you lose that, you'll pay anything to get it back. Mm. The other thing is, if you feed garbage into your head all day, right? If you're, you know, we, we all like entertainment. That's fine. To be entertained and to relax is great. But the way you treat your mind is important. What are you reading? What are you doing? How are you developing yourself? What podcasts are you listening to? You and I talked about David Goggins earlier, and we're talking about your development, developing your brain, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, you know, what are you feeding that brain all the time? If you mm -hmm. feed, you know, and it's, it's a computer, isn't it? The brain's a soft computer. If you feed in rubbish, you're gonna get out rubbish, mm -hmm. you know? And how are you looking to develop yourself? And, and of course, of when, any when, age. Yeah, and when a parent or a teacher is avidly doing that, they're they're showing the children that this is the thing we do. It's no longer a something you aspire to. It's it's actually what you do. This is the yeah. way. This is this, this is, is the, the way. way. Yeah, it is the way. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, called do in, in martial arts. Okay. Judo, yeah. the gentle yeah. way. Judo is yeah. not gentle. You're hitting someone with a planet. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's what you're doing, isn't it? You, you know, it's yeah. like you've been hit with a planet at 30 miles an hour. People think, yeah. oh, judo is not so hard. I think I'll go and try that one. You come off yeah. the mat, pop, and paste it. You know, yes. it's like, yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm nearly 60 years old. I'm still on the mat. I'm still rolling. I'm still training. I'm still sparring. I love it. It's great. Yeah. You know, and I, we bring in some of the top people in the world. We brought Braulio Estima, who's in the CC Hall of Fame, three-time winner, four-time world champion. Hoist Gracie, that man I saw on a videotape. Seven years later, I had that man on my mat. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the most famous people in the world. But, know, and, in my place in Ipswich. And th those, those people also provide that inspiration as well. Because, totally. Yeah, th because what I think when, usually what you find when, when people meet them is that you see that underneath their success is a really strong, positive character, yes. lots of consistency, yes. and uh, and a real commitment, and a passion for what they're doing, a joy in what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. and we bring inspirational people, men, women. You know, we're we're linked to a gym in Cambridge called the Rolling Dojo. You know, under Tom Barlow and his wife Chelsea. Chelsea Barlow's, you know, an ex world champion and an inspirational woman in in jiu jitsu. You know, fantastic. 
um, you know, we had TV come down the scene. We had map full of ladies training, yeah. you know, because people think, oh, well, you know, girls can't do martial arts. Come to my martial arts school, half of them are girls. Mm-hmm. A great example, I'm a very jokey, laughy person. I'm not politically correct. I've got no time for wokeism. I've got zero time for socialism. And a woman said to me, oh, I think you're a bit of a sexist. So I turned and looked at her and said, I beg your pardon? And she said, I, well, I, think, you're, I think you're a bit sexist. I said, a bit sexist? I work very hard at being a sexist. She said, well, I can't believe you said that. And I said, well, I said, let's look at this mat. Look at my mat here. I said, over half my jiu-jitsu club, and there's 30 kids on that mat, are girls. All empowered. All who can fight on the ground. Right? Are any of those scared of a boy? Now, I'm not empowering them through learning to say, oh, I felt a little bit insecure or unhappy about what you said, you know, or what have you. What I'm doing is I'm empowering them so they can fight people off if they have to, mm-hmm. you know, and to feel that they can do things and that they're as relevant as anyone because technique overcomes strength. You know, leverage overcomes strength. Timing beats speed every single time. So if you've got skills, yeah, and you can develop yourself as a human being, I'm empowering all of those young girls in there. I'm actually doing it. It's not something I'm going to say to someone, it's something I'm actually going to do. And finally, Wendy, if you don't mind, a question we ask all of our podcast guests is, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? One thing I, I say to everyone is, replace fear of the unknown with curiosity. And I think that's a good way of looking at life, because then you try to see the world through a positive view. The other thing is, if you want to be successful at anything, be consistent over time. I see a lot of talented people, the, the really amazing people, the people who are talented and can work hard, and there's very few of those. But generally, hard work will win everything. I've never met anyone who said, oh, I worked too hard at school. <laughs> okay, but I've met, I've met plenty of people go, who've gone, oh, I wish I'd worked harder at school. So I know it's probably not the message you want to hear. Another thing is, I would always say, seek a mentor, seek a master. And there's a great saying that every student seeks a master, but remember, every master seeks a student as well. The idea of having mentors and people who are influential in your life is a really, really good thing. Get some, someone you look up to, and that can help a great deal. Be good at something. You know, find what you love, be good at that. Um, I've met men who are outwardly successful. You've got all the houses and cars and things but deeply unhappy so you've got to find what you love doing stick to that work really hard at it be passionate and embrace what you what you are and what you want to be i'll go back to the thing i said earlier in the podcast software is all important the way that you think so you've got the opportunity in a school like this to to learn general philosophy and argument and how to reason and if you can reason and you run that software it will serve you brilliantly because you'll be able to figure out everything you want to in life. So enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy life. We're in this great big universe. We're only here for a short time. So embrace it. Enjoy it. Choke the life out of it. And there's one last bit of advice I'll give you. Train with me. Well, that's a a beautiful segue because I think that so many of the listeners to this are going to want to be coming along to train with you. So can you give us some details about uh, about Blue Wave for us? Well, if you want to train at Blue Wave Martial Arts, you can look up bluewavemartialarts.co.uk and you can see what we do. You can come to our martial arts centre at Risby. 
um, and and train there. Uh, we cater for all sorts of things, you know, judo, karate, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mixed martial arts. And we're talking about doing something here at Finborough, aren't we? So, yes, yes. you know, I think where there's a will, there's a way. And we have a very uh, similar mindset. So I don't see why we shouldn't do something absolutely fabulous t- together. Well, do you know, I'm going to just going to say there that this has been a genuinely inspiring conversation it's fantastic to be able to spend some time I'm not being sycophantic here but to actually spend some time with with someone who sees the world in a in a similar way to you do I might because of my role be slightly more marked about what I say in certain situations but then that that's the way it goes but you know the passion that you have for what you've done over many many years and the lives that you will have enriched and inspired is it's just a, a real honor to have had this opportunity to speak with you so thank you thank you so much i love your school it's great your philosophy is brilliant and it will serve the children well thank you very much <laughs>